Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hometown Conversations. My name is Jill Springer, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Roman Blemke. How you doing today, Roman? Pretty freaking good. Good. The sun is shining. Yeah. It's, you know, speaking of the sun shining, though, it's a funny time of year, right? The first day of spring is tomorrow. And as someone who just loves summer, that should make me happy. Right? It should, yeah. Spring leads into summer. But spring is a little, like, messy. Yeah. Yeah, it's literally my, you know, the four seasons that we have here in Minnesota, it's my least favorite. Yeah, I think mine as well. Like, everything's just wet, dirty, yeah. muddy. Like he, it's, like, the worst because, you know, in summer, you can do stuff outside. You can go. Yep. You know, splash around in the lakes and that kind of stuff, right? Go hiking in the woods. Yeah, perfect. Yep. Fall, same way. Yep. You can go do stuff outside. Winter, you can hike around. You can get around. Yeah. But take one step off of pavement right now, <laughs> and now your shoes are dirty. Like, I have a, I have a, uh, my oldest just got some new Vans, right? Yep. And they're black and white. They're checkered. They're really cool. But he has no idea of why. I don't want him to, like, walk around in the slush. No, no. And the thing about the slush and the mud and the muck is that it's incredibly cyclical this time of year, right? So like a week and a half ago, it was 68 and we were standing in the yard playing catch with my son and it was all wonderful things, right? And then it snowed and now Mm -hmm. it's wet again and then it'll dry up and then it'll snow and then it'll be wet again and then it just keeps going and going. And you know, I was really excited too because it was going to be like in the 60s this weekend and it would it would finally get rid of the snow that we can still see out the window of the office here that kind of stuff and then i was flipping through twitter this morning and i think it was uh paul douglas or somebody like that sven maybe mm-hmm. one of those two was like oh hey by the way for the last like 7 years it snowed in like mid april and i'm like yep. you know i'm going to unfollow those people <laughs> i don't need that kind of negativity in my life i don't life. need that negativity anymore i've had enough of it whether it's coming or not we can't change it but that you know honestly though one of the really cool things about living in minnesota or i i do think it's cool yeah we experience the seasons very intensely here (laughs) right like (laughs) intensely is the best like winter is really winter that's a description and summer is hot and humid and buggy and fall is gorgeous and spring is disgusting Mm-hmm. At the same time, right, there is like a, this sense of renewed energy with spring, right? It's kind of you, the trees start growing buds again and you hear the bee or the birds chirping and the grass eventually will get green. So I mean, it's not, it's not all bad. It's not all bad. It's just like it's the, what I don't see. So, so we just went through, like I just turned 46 this week, right? Yeah, like yesterday. And, like yesterday. Um, one of the hardest things I've always had is that there's always a snowstorm around my birthday. Yeah. Um, no matter what. And I start riding bike here outside in like the next week or so. I mean, I could do it right now too, but like I really get geared up for 30 days of biking starting on April 1st. Oh yeah, that's April. So that's a, that's a big deal. But then, you know, you're all excited to be out on the trails and you're riding and all that kind of stuff. And then it snows again. Yeah. And then, and then it might sleet and it, it might it might snow and you have to go ride around the block real quick or whatever. Right. It's just it's just so unpredictable. That's one of the beauties of like March and April is that it's kind of unpredictable and you get to experience all four seasons mm-hmm. in one shot yep. of like a you know an eight week period there. But it's funny. My son came home from school uh, the other day and said that one of their projects was to draw something that brought them displeasure which mm-hmm. i kudos to his teacher for yeah. even using the word displeasure i 
thoroughly enjoyed that. And his displeasure was the fact that it snowed after we had had a 68 degree day. Yeah. And he's like, I did not, I do not care for that. Like one day it was summer mm-hmm. and it felt amazing outside and then it snowed and I was like, oh, well, buckle up kiddo. Like this is Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, maybe this season has just been the one, but like it snowed in October, if you remember. Yes. And then we could still get snow in April and it's just, that feels really long to me. It feels so, like a long span. So I don't know. I, spring is fine and I know some people like it because it's like a renewal and all that kind of stuff and you can... Everybody's getting ready for summer and that kind of stuff, but boy, that's it's not my favorite. If I had to rank them all, you know, one through four as far as seasons go, this is definitely a four. And I think we have talked about it before, but what is your favorite season? Oh, I really go between fall and summer. Uh, there's a lot of things I do in the summer, but fall is just kind of like a hmm, changing of the season from yeah. one to next. It's remembering. It's all this kind of stuff of like looking back on the last year. So there's a lot of that, right? It's- for some so, reason, fall is incredibly nostalgic to me as well. Yeah, it I don't is. know. Like the first time you pull on a pair of jeans and tennis shoes after the long summer of wearing <laughs> shorts and flip flops. See, and, I'm always worried. Like that, pulling on those blue jeans one more time. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, please fit. <laughs> <laughs> they shrink over the summer when they're alone in your well, closet for a real long time. I found that with clothing. I love that you have that story about them, but I don't believe that. <laughs> I believe that I maybe have indulged in a few too many cheeseburgers over the summer. Well, now you have your theories and I have mine. Everybody has their own opinion, as we've learned over the last couple of years. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So, yeah, I totally understand it, but yeah. no. Nope. That's the way it is. Yeah. So, what fall is your favorite, do you think? I think fall is my favorite, though. Yeah, what about too. you? Yeah, I really th- Yeah, I love fall. I love nothing more than going out and walking in the woods and hearing the crunch of the leaves under yep. my feet and stuff like that. If I go outside right now and try to do that same path... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. going to be all sloppy and gross, and yeah, you know, and your fantastic spiffy blue shoes will get dirty. No, I can't wear this. Those the the new the, the old blue New Balance <laughs> shoes. Those are fantastic. I feel like I've reached another level of dad on this one. But no, like you have to put on your like rubber boots and go out yeah. in the. Ah, no, who has time for that? No, I know we've talked about running out to the cabin this weekend to get a couple things done, and I don't, I don't have my boots in my car, and I feel like that's the wrong choice. Like, I feel like it's the wrong choice. I still want to go out and like just see if the ice is going any right direction anywhere or not. at all. Um, one of my friends told me it's not, so oh, I think that that's probably a disappointment. Maybe I don't want to see it. Maybe we'll just wait and pretend it's going away. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait till mm-hmm. hockey season's over. Perfect. um so if you've listened to the podcast uh you know that roman and i really enjoy these conversation decks and we've got lots of different kinds of them there's pod decks and there's yeah there's a lot of them icebreaker from best self and um we really like them and so today we tried to kind of focus the questions we ask each other which by the way we never know what we're going to ask each other we don't know we each go through the deck and we pick out cards and then we just, we fly by the seat of our pants here. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like the, and, and kind of what we decided to do today was to focus those questions with the idea of spring yep. and what spring brings, right? There's a renewed sense of energy, those kinds of things, like you said. Yep. Um, I think, um, so the direction we wanted to go today was focusing on new or fresh or kind of getting rid of, you know, how do we start over? New yep. focus, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of where we went on the question side this time. Yeah. So again, neither of us have seen these. Um, so 
buckle up. I'm, I have no idea how hard some of these are going to be because I looked at some of these and went, hmm, I don't know. So do you want to start or do you want me to? Why don't you go ahead? Are you sure? Yeah, because I want my last, I want the last question you want to the be last my question. question. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm going to buckle up then. That sounds scary. Okay. What would you like to re-experience because you did not appreciate it fully the first time? Oh, what a fabulous question. Hmm. You know, wow. Do you have an answer? Do I have one? Yeah, because I, I, there's like so many things going I through know. my head right and, now. You know, I could look back on the time that both my sons were born. I would like to re-experience that again because uh, there, there was just a lot. The first time you're going through it, you have no idea what to expect. Right. So um, like just kind of seeing that again. Um, I'd like to re-experience Norway again. I mean, we talked about it in the last podcast, but seriously, uh, it's one of the things that I don't think I fully appreciated at the time. I remember a lot of it. Right. But I didn't know what I was doing when it comes to like photography and stuff like that back then. So sure. I took neat pictures of stuff that I thought was cool, but they weren't like art, which right. is where I'm at now. So that changes a little bit. Um, honestly, this is going to sound really dumb compared because of some of the things I've, I've I've commented on about this in the past, but I would like to relive my senior year of high school again. Would you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was just a lot of things that we did. And I mean, the school part was fine, but from, from singing at orchestra hall uh, with the Minnesota's all state men's choir, that was fun. Um, the plays that I was in mm-hmm. um, even down to singing national anthems at football games and those kinds of things. Yeah. There was a lot of things that we did that last year of high school that I'm pretty nostalgic about, even though, you know, I've had my, you know, reminiscing points about going to school and stuff like that. But that is one where I think that would be fun to go back and try again. It's interesting that that's your answer, because I really think the first thing that popped into my mind when you read that question was just high school in general, but from the standpoint that you don't understand how like good you have it you have this sense of of independence but there's always these people at home taking care of you and making sure you have what you need and you know you've mm-hmm. got a place to live and yeah. um and just how sort of carefree and you don't have the responsibilities back then that you do now like we oh. we saw the one video the other day it was like what's one thing that nobody tells you that you're going to have to worry about when you become an adult yes. there's like making meals every day for the rest of your life every day tough decisions and it's just exponentially worse when you have children mm-hmm. because suddenly like cereal and toast doesn't feel like the right answer every night for supper anymore. i'm not sure how often i can make mac and cheese but i <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> i the other the other thing um that i thought of was i studied abroad in college i went to uh, south america and i wish i would have i would do that over again because like you say with travel I, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was 20, 21, maybe right in there. And there's a lot of things that I would like to do about that trip over just because I don't think I appreciated it. I wasn't, you know, with the culture. I had a great time. It was a great trip. And, you know, we were there for a month. It was a J term class at my college. Um, but yeah, I would like to do that again because I don't think I fully appreciated the experience that I had. Mm-hmm. Um Otherwise, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I fall solidly on that senior year of high school again, mm-hmm. I think. Out of all the other things I could do, there's just I, – I don't know that I connected everything like this is the last time. This is the last time. This Absolutely. is the last time. And, I, and now that I've been able to, you know, be involved with the high school football team here and taking photos and stuff like that and been asked to do senior portraits for a lot of people and stuff like that, it's one thing I always talk about with the seniors uh, that are asking me to take their photos and stuff like that for their senior year is enjoy every single second of your senior year because yep. it's going to go by really fast and you don't know it's over until it's over. Yeah. And you you don't. Yeah, you just don't remember what it's all going to be like. No, nope. because um, I mean you're growing up and you want to get out of school, you want to go to college, you want to go do those things. Absolutely. But enjoy every single second of school that you can. Go to the basketball games. Go yep. to the, you know, go to the sports that you wouldn't normally go to, um, and cheer your cheer your friends on and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's something I wish I would I would have done differently. Has gone back and just like maybe do some of those things a little bit more. Go to basketball games. You know, go to you know, the football games more, some of those kinds of things. Yeah. I, I wish I could do that over again. You you touch on a really interesting point with, I think when you're in high school, when you're a teenager, you just, you want the next step right away. You want the next thing. You don't realize, like you just said, like really take advantage of where you're at. I found myself for the very first time yesterday saying to my nine-year-old, oh, sweetheart, don't try to grow up too quick. Yeah. And I said it and I was like, oh, hey, there's the old person in me, but I mean it, right? Like, And he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, no, just don't try, don't get ahead of yourself here. You've got your whole entire life to be grown up, right? And not mm-hmm. that that's, I mean, he's nine, he's nowhere near an adult. But this, there's this sense when you're a kid and a teenager of all of this urgency to always get to the next step. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, it's not, it's unnecessary. Just get to the next step when it's time to get to the next step, not sooner. Because being a kid, being a preteen, being a teen, um, it's a really, it's a fun time of life. So there's no hurry. Yeah, I'd be curious for those of you guys who are like listening to this podcast too, if you get a chance to like jump onto the Facebook page and underneath yeah. the the show comments here, just tell us what you think. What would be the one thing that you would like to re-experience because you didn't appreciate it fully for the first time? I'd be very curious about that because yeah. I know I'm probably not the only one thinking about that. Um, uh, and I'd be curious to see what other people think. I'm going to guess that there's going to be a lot of people that say what you said first, that I'd like to go back and do my kid's childhood, right? Because it's busy and life is busy and you work and you clean up and, you know. You know, one one other one I could throw in there? What's that? And I've said this no less than 50 times probably in the last like three years. Carry your kid to bed one last time. Oh, God. Because that, that ends, and it, you don't see it coming. It's not like someone tells you, oh, you got five more times of this. No. Nope. It's just one one day you try to carry them up the stairs to go to their bed, and yep. you can't do it. Or so you like wake rocking them, it's like, them to sleep or tucking them in. Oh, man. All that. You know, they get to an age, they just go into the room, and you might come in, and you might say goodnight, but you're not a part of the process anymore. No, I, I try to make sure that my, my guys give me hugs before they go to bed. Oh, you know, yeah. I try to force that on them. Uh, even though they might hate every second of it, I I do. It's the one Love thing it. I force on my child. I I don't, <laughs> but I'm like, no, you are going to hug me, and I'm going to kiss you before you go to bed. And I don't mm-hmm. care if you say you hate it, and I honestly don't even care if you do hate it because you're going to get something <laughs> good out of it. Like when you're a grown up, you're going to be like, well, at, my at mom sure loved me. I yeah, mean, yeah, at least I knew. <laughs> no, I think because, like I said, I think there's that one. Mo- and man, that might that might trump the whole high school thing. To be honest, if you can go back and have that. 
one last time we were going to read, you know, uh, good night, you know, moon to them or carry them to bed last time. That carrying the bed thing is like a big deal. Yeah. Because it just, it's like a snap of a finger and it's over. And you don't realize it for a couple months. And you're like, wait, when's the last time I carried him to bed? Oh, absolutely. And then yep. you're like, was that it? When was it? Do I even remember it? It just, mm-hmm. oh. It just happens. And like I said, you don't see it coming. Nope. Nobody tells you you got five times left. So, hey, you know, appreciate every, soak all this in. Oh, uh, yeah. It just, it's just over. That's, that's a good, ooh. That's a good one. I'm going to have to change my answer. All right, I'll take it. I'm okay. going to take your answer too, okay? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Okay, so my first question is a, a little bit about uh, the beginning and the end, sort of. So would you rather experience the beginning of planet Earth or the end of planet Earth? Um, I suppose both bring perils, right? Don't they though, right? I mean, the beginning, you're like, there's nothing. There's, is there even fire? I mean, um, I think this one might be easier for me um, because when you start thinking about the end and all that kind of stuff, everything gets heavy. And I don't know that I want to experience all that kind of stuff. I right. think I think I'd much rather be around for the beginning. It's an interesting question. It, I guess you have to assume that if you experienced the beginning, you didn't. You don't know any better, right? You don't know what twenty twenty one. Or was is like you don't know what right now is like. I don't even think. Yeah, you'd have no idea. You'd what have no idea. So that would just be your normal. Yep. The end would be like treacherous, right? Because you would assume that you would have relationships, and you know it would be there would be a lot of loss, right? And you would watch everything and everyone around you die, or you would die, or whatever the end of the world is going to look like. So yeah, probably the beginning. I. This concept of like living in a time different than what you live in, I'll, I'll sometimes go down this little rabbit hole of like, could I have been like a prairie woman? You know, could I have had 16 kids and washed all our clothes in a basin and, I don't know, like, you know, traveled across the countryside in like a covered wagon? And every ounce of me says, nope. No, I, could, I don't think I could have done it, but I, but I probably could have if I didn't know any better, but I'm kind of a baby yeah. and I like heat <laughs> and air conditioning and like a shower. And I mean, I really enjoy. You just do that in the river. I know. Uh, like I can, I could, I don't think about things like my cell phone and no. TV. No, I don't. No, I think about, about like your basic comforts. You don't, um, you don't, you're not too interested in digging a hole in the backyard and building the sh- like a shed over the top of it to go to the bathroom out there. I am not at all interested in that. Nope. I've heard some stories about that kind of stuff and I'm highly against it. I just don't, I think that I would have just cried a lot. It's bad enough. I tell people that I want to go back to the boundary waters and then they remind me that you might have to go to the bathroom when you're there because you're out there for a few days, you know, and you might have to go in like a hole. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound fun. So you've said this sentence to me a couple times, and in my own brain, I'm like, Jill, don't make such a revolting face. Like, it's not that abnormal to want to go to the Boundary Waters, but you say it, and I find myself thinking, ah, God, why? No, we're gonna- why would he want to do I'm not coming with. No, I was going to say, <laughs> if you think you might want to come with, we're going to have a conversation about it, because my sister and my mom came along once, and, you know, you have to carry everything on your own in there. Yeah, I don't want to. And they brought everything no like, i like my house lot. where everything has a spot in the cupboard 
Yeah. Big fan of that stuff. Let's see, we'll talk. To, we'll talk to some of our friends who go up there before you ever want to go up there, just to make sure that that's not a thing you want to do. Yeah. 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 Like I, I'm good with like Duluth. That's I'll go that far <laughs> north. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna go. Hike when I was younger, trail. I used to think what I'm saying right now is just the worst thing ever. Right? You should. Oh, it'd be. It's embarrassing to say you don't camp or hike. You know, do that kind of level of like hiking and stuff. And now I'm like, I don't care. If other people listen to this and think, geez, Jill, I want no part of it. Right. I don't want to pee in the woods for four days straight <laughs> with a backpack on carrying a kayak. I I am so uninterested in it. And I don't care if people think I'm a baby. I own yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can kayak around the lake and that's about as far I as you I love get. that. Yep. Then right yeah. back to the cabin. Right back to the cabin. For <laughs> snacks. <laughs> for snacks. For snack time. <laughs> Yeah, it's really hard to carry like chips into the bunkers yeah. because it's going to crack and break. Same. Yeah, I don't need that. You get, like chip dust. Again, I don't need that negativity in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, what piece of advice would you give your younger self if you could? And I think the question I had for you earlier is like, if you could call your 15-year-old self up and give it one piece of advice, what yeah. would you tell yourself? You know, it's a great question. My When you asked me this question, or a similar-ish question, um, my first thought was, uh, you know, I had gone, and after undergraduate, gone on for more education, and right away I'm like, well, don't do that, because it's not what I'm doing with my life. At the same time, I value education so much. Like, I've always said, if I was a trust fund baby, I would just go get degrees in everything. Yeah. I just keep going to school. I love learning new things. Yeah. So, and it was an experience that shaped me and made me who I am. And so I, I maybe I'm going to retract that answer and tell myself, even though other people told me, and even if I, if my older self told me at 15, gave myself this advice, it still would be hard to take the advice, but really it is okay to just be who you are. Right. Even what we were just talking about with the boundary waters. Right. 20 years ago, I would have been like, I love that kind of thing (laughs) because I'd be really worried what other people thought of me. Uh And I'm very slowly starting to let that go. And I know uh, like my mom, who is in her 70s and very active and vibrant, is getting really good at letting that go. And so I noticed this trend that the older you get the less you care about what other people think of you. And I would like to tell my younger self, like meditate or read some self-help books or do whatever you need to try to get into that space sooner. Because just being who you are and liking what you like and knowing what you know and living your best life or however, you know, however the cool kids say it is really okay And we get so consumed and caught up in what other people think of us or are going to think of us. Um, And it's so unnecessary. And I feel like a lot of my decisions in life have been shaped by what what I'm worried about other people are going to think. And it just, it's kind of a bummer. And I think, I wonder what kind of things I would have done or not done if I wouldn't have been so consumed with that concept. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's exactly where I was going to go. I think, in fact, when I mentioned this question to you to start with, I was like, don't be so consumed about what people thought of you 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, because when you're going through, when I was going through school anyway, 
you know, you, you kind of worried about what other people thought of you and whether it's through the magic of social media or whatever, sometimes you, that still creeps in every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you kind of have to have a, a timeline cleanser, so to speak. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, <clears throat> that's tougher to, I mean, it's tougher to talk about probably, you know, for me, I had some bullying stuff happen in school. Yep. So that kind of stuff sticks with you for a little while. Yep. At the same time, it, I rarely ever, ever think about that stuff. Right. But your comment about like, where would you be if you could tell yourself, don't worry about any, anybody that's around you because you, you won't see most of them, you know, yeah. 20 years from now. Or it just doesn't Heck matter. Up. And it doesn't leave your life either, right? Like there are people in my life now where, um, and, and they're not, they're not bad people, right? But I'll say, well, I'm going to do this. Well, why would you do that? Well, because you want to, because I want to, because yep. I like it. Um, why do you care? Right? Like, I feel like sometimes people are doing that to understand. Sure. You know, absolutely. why would you want to do that? And and it gets framed in a way that makes us defensive right away, maybe. True. Um, so it isn't necessarily that, like, why would you want to do that? Well, like when we want to start the podcast, why would you want to start a podcast? Because I want to, because it's fun. I want something to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think what I was, you know, what I was thinking about is, and I was going to finish that part of my thought too, was, you know, I was just, I was just, since my birthday was early this week, I had a few people reach out and just send me like direct messages via mm-hmm. Twitter or that kind of stuff. And one person in particular just wrote and said, Hey, I'm, this is somebody from high school and just said, Hey, I've, I'm glad that we're, and I'm super paraphrasing here because we had a long back and forth. I'm glad that we were able to maintain our friendship over all these years. Um, and I got, and I'm very appreciative of that too. Um, my, the guys that I hung out with, in high school, I have no idea where they are anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say that almost <laughs> immediately after high school, we just, everybody went their own way. Sure. And I didn't know where any of those people went. I still don't really know where any of them are. Um, haven't talked to any of those guys in 20 plus years, probably close to 30 yep. uh, years. So I don't know where any of those are. I'm very envious of people who've been able to like hang on to their high school friendships um, because I don't, I don't have like my guy right from, right. Uh, from high school. I don't know where any of those people are. Mm-hmm. So I have people that I knew in high school and were probably acquaintances that I still maintain as like friends, but they weren't like my close friends in high school. Sure. Those guys are all gone. So I don't, I don't know where any of that is. So it's just, yeah. you know, if you go back and you think about that kind of stuff and you're like, you know, what would you tell yourself? It's like, the, the people that you're around and all that kind of stuff may or may not be here. And yes. I, I was uh, participating in a, uh, one of our leadership programs here that we had for the chamber a couple of years ago when we had a bunch of high school students come in and they were like, what's one piece of advice that you would give to everybody? And I was like, well, the friends that you have now may not be the same friends that you have 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. And like, you can see a couple of girls look at each other. You'll be my best friend forever. I'm like, maybe, maybe, maybe after you guys go to college or you go, kind of get on with life and you know one person ends up here and one person ends up there great if you can yes but if it doesn't happen don't be you know and that's kind of goes back to this enjoy where you are right now enjoy what's going on you know in high school right now because you don't know where tomorrow is going to be nope and and sometimes these friends are going to fall off as you go through stages in life through nobody's fault right and you just right? you can't 
you get to a point in life with job, family, kids, every, you know, volunteer, you have room for an amount of friends to really stay in contact with. And if you, if you really stay friends with everybody from every stage of life, there's physically isn't room. No. And that's okay too. Yeah. If people fall off and don't stay with you, but, but if you really have a connection with somebody and you really, you know, wherever you are in life and they're really a strong person, try to stay in touch. Cause once you, well, and you know, where I, they are. I've told you that this, this last year, um, I, and this is a friend from college, mm-hmm. uh, and we reconnected this last year and man, it means everything yeah. to me. Right. We were, we weren't like roommates necessarily in college, but like we were, we went to a different college first, came back, you know, went, took a year off and then went to the, the same school. And that's where we connected our first year at this particular school. Yep. And we were like best buds. Yep. Like he was my guy. Right. Um, and we were, we had a great relationship for years and years and years. And then, you know, over the years you kind of fall fall away because you go do your thing. And we left the television business and went and did other things. And so we just kind of fell apart. And I remember having a conversation with his wife and I was just like, I really want to reconnect uh, with this person. Mm -hmm. And I'm not calling this person out by name, but he knows we had a conversation about this summer. Um, And I, I didn't get that done when I wanted to. But this summer we made a we made it a, a priority. Yep. To get back in touch and to have that to have that guy back in my life has been awesome this yeah. year. I mean, yeah. it really it means a lot for me to have him back in there. So, yeah. you know, like just what you were saying, just make sure that you hold those relationships tight and and you know you've got room for a certain amount of people. So hold tight to the people that you want to hold tight to. Yep. Yep. All right. So my next question is less about like rebirth on a grand scale and a little bit on a smaller scale. What do the first 30 minutes of your typical day look like? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you'd laugh at this one. I love that you laughed. I'm like, Oh, I I know the answer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, TikTok. TikTok and Twitter, unfortunately. Um, I actually set aside um, time. So I get up, uh, not fairly early, but like you do though, earlier than you do, considerably. Right? So, I I usually wake up around uh, six or five thirty, somewhere yep. like that. Um, and what I should be doing is getting on my Peloton right away in the morning. That's what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens about two to three times a week, yep. two probably. Sure, where I get up and I'm just like, just get on the bike, and start riding. But I kind of like to ease into the day and maybe start with a laugh or something. So mm-hmm. Twitter is usually kind of mm, some like today I didn't look at Twitter at all, but I watched like 10 TikTok videos and got a laugh out of several of them. I'm like, okay, this is where I want to start. I'm good to go. And then I get up and start going. Yep. So that's how the first, you know, several minutes of my morning are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it can vary, but that's pretty much what it is. Sure. So you're like, well, what I should do, and I, <laughs> I know what my should is. I should just get out of bed earlier. And this has never <laughs> been my strong suit. Anybody anybody who even knows the tiniest bit about me, if you, if you knew me in high school or you knew me yesterday, is like, oh, she's not going to get out of bed early. <laughs> <laughs> so the first 30 minutes of my day are chaos. Yeah. Right? I, I'm flying into the shower. I'm... 
Sam is usually up. He's old enough now that he kind of gets up and sometimes he wanders into my room and sometimes he goes downstairs and, you know. And hollers, mom. Mom. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just goes, right? I'm in the shower and then I'm getting ready and he's in my room and we're talking about his day and then I'm signing his homework journal from the day before and I'm making lunch and I'm making my snacks and I'm <laughs> filling water bottles and I'm, did you turn off the light upstairs in your room? And then, and it's this chaotic whirlwind. It works for he and I, right? Uh, but some days feel really hectic because mm-hmm. like my feet hit the ground and there is just not a second of peace. <laughs> <laughs> And if I just got up even a half an hour earlier, the, my whole answer would be different. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, you know, I mean, I throw some laundry in and well. I open the window and listen to the birds chirp. But it's just, it's nothing like that. It's pure chaos. You know where that will change? Hmm. When your son moves to the middle school. Because school starts a full hour earlier. Yeah, but then uh, it'll it just be chaos an hour earlier. Uh-uh. No, then you're up and you're, you, you'll just feel like, oh, I'm just up an hour earlier. I, the first year that my oldest was at the middle school, it was a bit chaotic. By the second year, so when he was in seventh grade then, um, I was up. I was used to getting up early in the morning then. Yep. So then it didn't, it didn't, it didn't matter. Right. So the only person that I've ever, like, and this is an awesome story, so like, it's great because I can get up and take care of myself now. The boys get up on their own. They yep. you know do whatever they need to do to get ready in the morning. The person that used to be when I first came to work at this company, my sister and I were roommates for a short amount of time. And now I can say this story because she's never going to listen to the podcast, but somebody here will tell her, which would be great. <laughs> and then it'll force her to actually listen to the podcast down the road because just for fear that she has to. Re- yeah, we should just start mentioning her every so often. I feel like it. Mm-hmm. So when we first lived together, that woman could not get up with an alarm clock for nothing. Mm-hmm. I would wake up in the morning and I could hear, ah, 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 mm. ah. and I, you know, I'd holler a couple of times and she wouldn't. Nothing, just nothing. There's just dead silence from that side of the room except for the ah, ah, of the alarm clock. <laughs> and if you remember those alarm clocks, oh, they're like worse than nails on a chalkboard. Oh, At least now aggressive. we've got like a phone and we're like. Sing you awake. You can like wake up to Justin Bieber singing you yeah. love songs. Fine, do you? Yep. But back in the day, for those of you guys who are like old like me, we had horrid, horrid alarm clocks. So it was a very abrasive way to wake yeah. up. My sister ended up having to like buy an alarm clock that had wheels on it. <laughs> and when it went off in the morning, it took off. Yes. And then like spun around under her bed and all sorts of stuff. So she couldn't just hit snooze 56 times. She no, had the to worst, get up and find it. She had to get up and find it. The worst thing is she still didn't do it. So she wouldn't get up until he went in and like popped her door open. And then like, you know, like blankets are flying everywhere. I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Now you heard like a, a beeping robot driving have, around her room. I have no idea how her husband does it. Nope. No idea. Unless he just sleeps through it, which is entirely possible too. So I threw some well, straight we'll fire at my sister and we'll now she's going to have to listen. We'll see if any of these questions come back around in the next week or two. <laughs> yeah. I get out of bed just fine. I get out of bed just fine. You leave me alone. <laughs> Actually, she probably gets up just fine now. Uh, but when, you know, she was in her... Oh, I don't know if my youth is any indication of me as an adult now. No. <laughs> no, there's no getting out of bed just fine. Oh, God, I could lay in bed all day. Yeah. I mean, no, I couldn't. But like... I, you know, like we get up 7.30, 7.45. I mean, it's not like the expectation is that I'm up at 5 a.m. Like this is a very 
past reasonable I'm, time of day for an yeah. adult to get out of bed. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is so hard. Well, starting April 1st, that's like my goal is I want to get up at like six, get some sort of like exercise of some sort in. So it's just done for the day. Right. Check it off the list. Check right it off away. the box and then move on. That's admirable. Next week. I'm going to give myself the weekend to prepare. There you go. <laughs> Who asked the last question? Did I? I? no idea. Oh, I think I did. It was about the first 30 minutes of your day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. okay. So then it's, then it's my, <laughs> it is my turn. That was a long answer for those questions. Okay. What negative trait do you publicly laugh about, but secretly know you have to fix? Oh, like with myself? Hmm. Read that question again. What negative trait do you publicly laugh about? but secretly know that you have to fix. I know mine. I just kind of mentioned it, which is <laughs> I know that I'm a bigger dude and I laugh about it sometimes with other people, sure. right? Nobody's ever come up and said, you know, Hey, you're fat. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Right. But I laugh at myself as I'm fast for a fat guy and whatever. And I can run fast for a fat guy, but when I'm not fat, I run real fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last couple of years have kind of slid away from me a little bit more than I wanted them to. So I'm laughing about it, and I laugh about it publicly. I also sure. laugh about the fact that I don't have hair, but that's something I can't change. I can change. Oh, you need to change your internal monologue on that because bald men are just sexy. Yeah, it's And I'm not the only person that feels that I'm way. Not, this I'm not worried about hair. Like my kids are like, well, grow your hair. You could do it. No, you can't. I just and think they're I, trying to be funny. I really don't care. No. Like, I really don't care about my hair at all. It just is what it is. Screw yep. it. Yeah. Uh, but the, the you know, getting up and exercising and that kind of stuff, that is something I can fix, and that's something I should be doing a lot more than what I am. You know, I like riding bike and all that kind of stuff. I could. I could. In fact, it annoys me because <laughs> the last 12 months have been a perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah. Right? Because you could get up a little earlier. You could go do your thing and come back and... You're working remotely anyway, so you can work till seven, eight o'clock at night. It's not a big deal. I can, you know, right, in my right, job, yep. but not everybody can, but I could. Uh, I could get on my bike and ride to Silver Lake and back sure. on the trail and do it before everybody's up moving. Um, I just didn't. And that's that's something like a hard pill to swallow that you kind of have to look back and say, yeah. you know, if we're talking about refresh and renew, guess who needs to refresh and renew himself? And that's me. That's an internal, you talk about internal monologue. Yep. Um, back in like 2013, I weighed like 187. Yep. Skinny, right? But when I looked in the mirror, I still saw a fat guy. It is the most and fascinating concept. It is a, um, it's a problem. And I look at pictures now, I'm like, how are you fat? You weren't, but you could still, I could still see it. Yep. And that was, you know, that's probably quite honestly why I'm back to where I am right now. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, well. You worked your ass off, and it didn't do anything for you, but it it did. But you just but felt that mental, that was your perception. That my was your mental internal. state, mm-hmm. you know, looking at myself in the mirror was like, oh well, you're still fat, so whatever. This whole conversation brings up two really interesting. Well, I don't know if they're very interesting, but two points in my head. One, don't beat yourself up too terribly much about this. There is a reason that weight loss is like a multi-gazillion dollar industry and one of the biggest industry like one of the biggest money making industries in our country is because this is something that people cannot get a handle on right it is so much easier to say what to do to solve this problem than it is to do it right yeah 
So you're not the only one that struggles. So come back to that. Because my second thought is I've also noticed a change, not not 100%, but a significant change in my own perception of my weight where it used to be completely image-driven that the fact that I need to lose weight was bothersome to me. And the older I get, it's changing for health reasons. Like I want to be around. I don't want to have a stroke. I want to be able to, you know, move around easily, right? Like it's when I was younger and you don't really have a sense of mortality, it was all about, I want to look better. And now I find that my internal monologue has changed a little bit. Like, no, I want to live really long. I want to be able to move my body for a long time. I want to chase my grandkids around one yeah. day. It should, you know, so Sam I, decide to have kids, right? Yeah. I just, so that's, that's all. I, so yes, I'm going to go back to your first point. Yes. You should be able to look at it and say, you know, it, there's, there's an industry that's built around it and it's hard at the same time. For me, it's literally a mental thing. No, absolutely. It's like, what is easy? And I, I used to blame it on watching TV. I don't watch TV like watch at all. Watch very little. TV. I watch some TikToks, but yep. at, so take that for what it's worth. You you do that in like five minute stretches. It's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal, right? Um, it's it's an internal motivator that if I know that if I just got outside and went for a walk for forty five minutes, or I I did a spin class, or started lifting weights a little bit, um, I could lose weight and I could get to where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a mental game for me. I can do it regardless of what. So I don't like to sit and look at, well, if I take this product or I do that or I do that, that's going to fix it. That's Mm. not going to happen for me. It just isn't. It isn't product-based that's going to fix me, so to speak. It is a mental issue that I have to work through Mm -hmm. on a regular basis, even, (laughs) even when I was running all the time and I was doing half marathons and all that kind of stuff. The first mile or two that I ran, I was all like, Jesus, I hate running. Uh, I can't stand running. I hate every minute of it. And then I got to like mile three and I was cruising and everything was fine. But I'd gotten to the point in my head where I was like, okay, you're, you're doing, you know, you can kind of forget about this stuff. Yep. But everything was mental. I, again, so that's something I laugh at, um, but I do know I have to fix it. And I've talked about it so damn much and I'm just... Yeah. In my mind, I'm just tired. Like, just do it. I think that the whole just do it concept is interesting as well because we live in a world where we are spoon-fed instant gratification. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Yeah. Everything from the fact that our TV now doesn't even have commercials. Mm-hmm. Music, you just get the song you want the second you want it. Um, when I was a kid, you know, we'd sit around with like our cassette tape and wait oh, for your to favorite song 40. to come on so you could record it and then mm-hmm. rewind it to listen to it again later. Yeah. Food is fast, right? Like everything in our existence is instant gratification and weight loss is not. And so you work your butt off for two weeks and you lose two pounds and that is amazing progress, but it does not feel like it. No. And I, that becomes a, a really difficult barrier to get over. And I know... You have to stick with it. You have like to it's stick with it, and you have to allow yourself rewards for what sounds like small victories. Uh-huh. Two pounds a week sounds like a small victory, and it is not a small victory. Yeah. It's a huge victory. So I, I miss my friend Jan. Jan used to push. Yeah, and you've push talked about her. Push. Yep, it, but she did it in the. She did it in a way that was not getting yelled at. Right. Yeah. 
Yep. So I, I need some, I need the, she was very good at encouraging and was excited to see you show up at the club. And, you know, she was, she was there when I came at five thirty. Yep. So I would get to the club. She'd be there like, and she'd talk to me for a couple minutes and I'd be off my thing, but she was encouraging the whole way. And it wasn't yeah. like you can do, it wasn't that kind of encouraging either. It was just, in, she did it in a way that connected with me. And yeah. I have, I have, I have not found that sense. Yeah. So I, I miss Jan. Yeah. That's an interesting, I feel like we could do a whole podcast on like, like uh, just weight loss and fitness, extra and, all fitness and health and that wellness. might have to be, maybe we got, we're going to, I have an idea around that. Okay. We'll talk to some people and we'll bring them in. We'll talk about that. Whether we have to look at like a dietitian and some, Something. some people that yep. are, do personal training, that kind of stuff, because I think there's an idea there. Yep. I don't want to teach classes. I taught fitness classes for a couple of years. Yep. I don't want to do it. I participate, but I don't want I don't want to be the one having to design everything. Yep. You know, I will go run bleachers this summer and that will be fun. Okay, I'll watch. No, I'm kidding. I'll <laughs> I'll do it with you cuz I want to lose weight too. <laughs> so what what is that negative trait that you have that oh, you publicly laugh at that you need to change? You know, this is a hard one for me. Number one, because maybe one of my, maybe this is the answer. Maybe maybe what I'm about to say, what makes this question hard for me is my, one of my biggest flaws is I have a really hard time talking out loud about my own flaws. Yeah. I internalize them. I obsess about them. I think about them in my own brain, but I do not say them out loud for just the sheer fear that someone maybe didn't notice it, which like really. Yep. And and now I'm bringing it to their attention, and now they're and it goes back to what we talked about a couple of questions ago. Now they're going to yeah. think differently of me. <laughs> so I can sit there and maybe I don't laugh about it, but I can sit there all day and be like, everyone should just be fine with who they are, and we should all grow up and stop caring about what people think. Yet I'm over here and I can't even like say out loud what my biggest or even smallest flaw is for fear that someone hasn't caught on yet. So that I need to be better at like accepting. Who, I need to practice what I preach a little bit better, accepting who I am, being okay with who I am, recognizing that people like me even with all my flaws because it's not like they're not seeing them. Everyone has them and that's okay, but it is almost debilitating for me to talk about my own flaws. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't, like, it's very bizarre. I don't mm-hmm. know. So, yeah. All right. Do you think it's ever possible to be an overnight success? Well, in today's internet, yeah. As far as like if you want to be an influencer or maybe famous is the word I was thinking of. If you want to be famous, you can just be, you know. Yeah, but can you? Well, some people can. And I mean, you, obviously, and, and, think, and I mean that in not in a necessarily positive way. No, true. Okay? So like you could. Okay, I didn't ever thought about the negative side of yeah, it. There, you could be an overnight, because there's been, how many people have you seen like that have, and you almost wonder if it isn't like done on purpose and it's made to look like it's not done on purpose. Right. And then they turn into a multi-million dollar like franchise. Sure. Not going to say names on it, but there are some people that are on TV that probably shouldn't be shouldn't there necessarily. Be. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, from a standpoint, yes. However, if you want to do, if you want to talk about like success, then again, it goes back to what is your definition, definition of, success, of success, which we've talked yep. about. So, I think there one yes and yes. So I, the, it's funny because my first instinct when I read that question was exactly what you're saying. Like these, like these 
overnight, seemingly overnight famous people on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. And originally I'm like, no, it is impossible to be an overnight success because in order to even become famous on these platforms, you have to understand them. Oh yeah. You have to understand the algorithms. You have to I mean, you can't just post content and expect the world to pick it up. No. Right? You have to and you have to have decent I mean, video and sound. I mean, I've learned a lot from doing this podcast with you about stuff like that. So you can't be an idiot and expect to be an overnight success, even if the the content you're pushing seems mindless to me. Um, And now I'm thinking about what my nine-year-old likes to watch on YouTube. But you're right. Some of the the stuff that can make you famous for negative reasons, that that can happen overnight. Mm Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think it's hard to be an overnight success. I think even if what you become seemingly overnight successful in isn't what you've been working hard at, you've been working hard at something and it got you to where you are. Well, so and it, it, you're you're right on target, I think, with what I was what I maybe was in, attempting to say, didn't say it necessarily right. But I'm going to go back to somebody that I, I mentioned earlier, uh, which is Justin Bieber. Mm hmm. He looks like to a lot of people that he was an overnight success, but he wasn't. Nope. That guy was posting content on YouTube for a while yep. before he somebody f- caught wind of it. And, and we have this perception that they were just like, <gasps> one day they were just singing somewhere and they were found out. Like, no, people work really hard and have a lot of failure and a lot of people tell them, you know, well, that they're awful at things and, and, then, and then they get found. But yeah. all we think about is just that one day they became famous. But there's usually a lot more to it. You know, I, I use the uh, I, the example I was could throw out here too is like Britney Spears. When yep. she first came out, you just heard this song and you're like, where did they find her? Well, she put in time on, you know. The Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> um, you know, she was on a whole bunch of stuff and had yep. to really do a lot of work to get there. So I, I think you're right. When you're talking about like real success, yep. um, it does – it does take a little while. Yeah. Hashtag free Britney. Hashtag. Yeah. Free Britney. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> my my last question for you is, um, what song best defines your life or resonates with you maybe? Yeah, I know. Look, if you guys could see the look on Jill's face, she's like, huh? So but you and I have this in common. One of the very first... Um, I don't want to say ways we communicated because we've known each other and, and been friends and coworkers for a while, but you would send me songs that resonated mm-hmm. with you. You and I are both very, we're both very musically driven. Like mm-hmm. music speaks to me. The lyrics speak to me. Yeah, yeah. But usually in a moment in time, not in an overall, I don't know that I have an answer for one song that defines me. So I don't know if this song defines me per se, but it's the one I always go back and it makes me think about reflection. Yep. Okay. And it's, it's a song called Old Blue Chair by Kenny Chesney. Okay. Okay. That one, I have that one. And then there's Build a Better Boat by Kenny Chesney as well. Oh, that's such a good song. And I've talked about Build a Better Boat with a lot of people. Um, and how you're always looking to build your, build a better you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the ones that always, those are two songs that stick with me all the time. Um, so when it comes to that, those are the two songs for me. So I'm my music listening experience will now be changed, just slightly tweaked for the next probably six to eight months because I'm going to listen to mm-hmm. some of my favorite songs and be like, well, does this define me? Does Because I don't have a straight up answer. Again, mine are very distinct moments in time there were some 
there have been some songs where the the songwriter reflects on their child that have been very powerful to me, especially in like the first year of my son's life when you're just really overwhelmed with what this whole being a parent thing is. Yeah. Um, there have been songs about lost love, mm-hmm. love, like new love, but I, it's very in the moment, but oh, I love music and mm-hmm. lyrics and I don't know that I have an answer to this question. Yeah, I don't, I don't get too lost in the beats and those kinds of nope. things. I really get lost in lyrics. Me too. So lyrics are important. Yeah. Okay. So my last question yeah. has nothing to do with anything at all. It's just a really fun question. Okay. If you could jump into a swimming pool full of something, what would it be? <laughs> this is not about spring or rebirth or growth or anything. No, no, um, just a fun question. Just, just a big old, um, just a big old pot of like, um, or vat of like chocolate pudding. Would you? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to see what it feels just like to or see to what eat it, it or like, what? See what it feels like just between to my toes. I am <laughs> shocked that that's your answer. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know that I had an answer, but something messy is not what came to no, mind for you at no, all. No, anybody who knows me, I'm like washing hands constantly. And that no, and you're, and you're, I don't like you have, sticky you have stuff. some texture, I don't want to say issues, but like you're picky. That's why I, that's why I didn't say tapioca pudding because. Well, oh my God. Nobody, if you would have said tapioca pudding, I would have straight out called you a liar. Who wants to eat that? It's Gross. delicious. No. So what if there's little beads in there? Gross. What are you jumping in? <laughs> marshmallows. Marshmallows. Just a huge swimming pool full of marshmallows <laughs> because I want to know what it feels like. <laughs> right? I mean, do you sink? Do you get halfway down? Do you, should they be mini ones? Or the bigger ones? Oh. There's so I, many decisions in I there. just, if we ever are, you know, like <laughs> rich and famous and somebody's just like, let's make Jill's dreams come true. Yeah. They just need to drain a pool. <laughs> easy peasy. Easy. And fill it with marshmallows. Yeah. Not the, not the colored ones. Not the pink and no. orange. They're gross. They're they gross. have a weird smell and a weird taste. Yeah. I want the straight up white ones. <laughs> Just a pure sugar, no flavor added other than marshmallow. Well, someday when this podcast takes off and becomes super rich or whatever, that's a, that's my attempt at sarcasm. It doesn't really work very well, but that's the way it is. So as always, thank you guys for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, again, as all of you guys have been reaching out and giving us some great ideas as far as uh, new podcasts. In fact, we just came up with one here as we were talking. So if you have an idea or you'd like to be on the podcast uh, or have an idea for an episode, send us a note through Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, to keep up to date on future podcasts, you can always follow us on our Facebook page, Hometown Conversations, or over on Twitter at H-Town Convos. You can subscribe to our podcast on multiple streams, including Apple Podcasts, the PodMN app, or Spotify. Just search for Hometown Conversations. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you right back here in a couple of weeks. Have a great, great weekend.